Hey, my name is Tanil, and I'm passionate about helping mom entrepreneurs reach their true potential while navigating the chaotic journey of life, family, and business. I'm a digital marketing specialist, an extremely curious human with a growth mindset, and a certified wizard of the mind, specializing in clinical hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy. This is where the woo-woo rubber meets the road, my friends. We will dive into empowering discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives. So pull up a comfy chair and let's ditch the debate and make it happen. Welcome to Ditch the Debate and Make It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Tanil, and today I want to talk about feeling different and not belonging. Feeling different from those around you can be both a challenging and enriching experience. I was motivated to do this episode when I recently spoke to a special childhood friend of mine, and she had expressed how much she felt as though she didn't belong through her senior school. And it made me realize how we all struggle with it at some point, and we feel so alone. How are we both feeling the same thing, although miles apart, and neither of us had any idea? We are all born with a fundamental need to belong. In the distant past, fitting in and being accepted by our tribe was literally a matter of life or death. This deeply ingrained instinct explains why the feeling of not fitting in, of always feeling different, hurts so profoundly. It's as if our very nature rebels against the idea of not belonging, of being an outsider. I can't tell you how many times I have felt this, and the truth be told, I still do. At such a young age, especially us women, we start to compare ourselves to others, and then berate ourselves for not being prettier, thinner, funnier, smarter. And the irony is, the women we are comparing ourselves to are probably doing the exact same thing about us. Hindsight, right? I had a strong tribe in my junior school, and we were just normal kids who lived our best lives and appreciated each other for who we were. Moving into senior school, that all changed. I touched on this in my last episode, but my senior school definitely paved the way for a lot of dysfunctional patterns in my life. I felt, and was, so different to everyone else who attended that school. I struggled every single day to find a tribe, to feel safe to feel understood. Most of the girls had attended junior school together so already had pretty strong friendships and they all lived in and around the same province. Where I lived on the other side of the country so had a pretty different perspective and upbringing. A lot of the girls also came from extremely wealthy families where I did not. We didn't have anything in common which made me feel even more different. I did not belong and that I did know. My tribe from junior school all went to a different senior school from mine, but they all stayed together. Their school was really far away from mine, and I only got to see them during the school holidays when we all spent them at home in our little town together. But after two years of a few weeks at a time together, we started to grow apart. As they were just having really different experiences to what I was having, and let's be honest, they were all growing together. And I wasn't. So then I became different to them. I could go on and on at how many times this happened throughout my life and how it found me in some pretty nasty narcissistic relationships, but more to come on that in a future episode. But I think you get the picture. So now because I felt like I didn't belong, 
I was different, I started to wear different masks. I would become the chameleon in the room and fit into whichever conversation I needed to, in order to feel like I was being liked or at the very least accepted. But every social event, every job, every new relationship was draining me. And I would find out a little later in life that I'm an intuitive empath, which can lead to a lot of people pleasing. But I was always the one who had a big crowd of people to go out with and to hang around with. Making my social status seem pretty cool. I was quote unquote the cool kid in my mind. When I met my husband, he kept on telling me how much he admired how many friends I had. And then I had to tell him the hard truth. I said to him the one day, if I was to die, there would be a lot of people who would come to my funeral, that I'm sure of. However, not one of them would be able to do a eulogy, because not one of them truly know me. None of them see me. Not one. Saving myself the pain of feeling different, by fitting in at all costs, brought me a new and very real pain of feeling lonely. But here's the thing. I am unique. We are all unique. There will never, ever be another one of us. Yet we run and hide from it. We are all here for a reason. We are all here to live our authentic and best lives. It's our gift. The key here is to really get to know your uniqueness. Accept it. Love it. And find your tribe who understand it. Who understand you. So let me nerd out on a few numbers and break down exactly how unique we are. A woman has between 1 to 2 million eggs in her lifetime, and a man will release between 40 to 150 million sperm in a session. Those odds are not worth betting on if you ask me. Your egg decided on that one sperm out of potentially 150 million. Unique enough for you? I'd say. As you progress beyond the inception of your uniqueness, you are then gifted with so many diverse traits, talents, experiences and knowledge on your journey that your lenses are purely unique. Feeling different is awful, it's lonely, but it's essential. When you look at it through lenses that you have been given, you'll see how much you have to offer, how beautiful you truly are and how lucky everyone in your life is to have you. Now I get that these words are not the band-aid that can fix things, so we can go into things a little more and talk a few strategies to help you along the way. I know for me, the one thing that would send me into a full debate with myself was attending a social event, big or small. More people, more judgment, more uncomfortable situations. So my advice on this one is to spend at least 30 minutes prior to leaving, maybe while you're getting ready or just after. To meditate, breathe and do your affirmations. Remind yourself how valuable you are. You are here for a reason. The universe, God or whatever your faith is, put you here for a reason and you are just as important as every single other human that will be attending that event. Once you've breathed through the anxiety and had the debate with yourself, write down one to two sentences of what you're really good at and what you're proud of yourself for. Whenever you feel a little wobbly, read it and read it again. You are unique and we're all thankful for it. 
Imagine a world where we're all the same? Ugh, no thanks. One strategy I've found that has helped me on my adventurous journey is to reconnect with hobbies and passions. I know time pressures are real, but at least once a week you can allocate some time to focusing on doing something that you love or even have wanted to try. One season of my life it was field hockey, and I met the most wonderful group of humans that made me feel a little less lonely. Once a week I would get together with them, we'd play a competitive game followed by a long catch-up over drinks and it was my highlight, something I looked forward to every single week. Since having kids, things have changed a bit, as they do, and now I find myself doing trail hikes in nature with a really good bunch of humans, and I do this as often as I can. It's something I really look forward to, rain, shine or cold. Okay, I do struggle a lot with the cold, but I do it anyway, just not as enthusiastically. Whatever your hobby or passion is for this season of life, do it. Try it once. See how you feel. Does it light up your soul? Does it make you look forward to the next time? Chances are, those humans you'll meet while exploring these new adventures could be your new tribe. And you can feel a little less lonely, a little less different maybe even understood. I'm a strong advocate for self-improvement and personal development, and through this journey of self-discovery is where I could identify my uniqueness and understand it a little better. This gave me a sense of freedom and peace that I'd been searching for for the longest time. Understanding and embracing your uniqueness is more than just accepting who you are. It's a profound journey of self-discovery and personal growth. It involves peeling back the layers to understand your true essence, uncovering strengths you might not have recognized before, and learning how to navigate the world with your pure, authentic self. It requires self-reflection, resilience, and a willingness to challenge societal norms and expectations. I can say from my experience, this takes a lot, but I am always challenging societal norms and expectations. Let's look at a few legends who have embraced their uniqueness and paved the way for us to look at things differently. Steve Jobs, labelled a difficult man with unconventional thinking, not accepted by society in any way, shape or form. But we all know what he achieved, what he innovated, and how incredible his vision was. He went against the grain, all the time. Maya Angelou, a challenging childhood and a lifetime of discrimination. Her unique voice and perspective on race, identity and personal growth has given us a voice, has allowed us to enter the arena. J.K. Rowling, her vision for Harry Potter was rejected by societal norms over and over and over again, and she prevailed pretty well at that. These are just a few, we'd be here all day if I was to go into a full list. But the point is, where would we be if Steve ignored his uniqueness and hid it from the world? A world without Apple? That's not my vibe, that's for sure. Where would we be as women without Maya's contribution? Or JK? I don't know if I want to be in an environment where our uniqueness became our weakness. So let's flip the script. Ask yourself a few questions. What makes you feel different from others? Can you think of a time where your uniqueness brought value? What are some qualities you admire in others? 
Who are your role models who embrace their uniqueness? How has your uniqueness helped you overcome challenges? Can you recall a time when someone appreciated your uniqueness? What goals do you have for your personal growth? Once you've answered these, you'll get a pretty clear picture of how incredible you actually are and what you have to offer is not to be hidden or rejected. Recognize your strengths and accomplishments and celebrate them. Remind yourself of your value. Be kind to yourself. Praise yourself. Surround your thoughts with positive self-talk. I want you to shift your perspective and look at it as you're doing a disservice to others by not embracing your uniqueness. If you're able to help at least one other human navigate a painful situation that you're experienced in, helping them to get to the other side with a little less bruising, wouldn't you want to do that? I truly believe that we are all here in the service of others, whatever that looks like. We need to help others, especially now. Your uniqueness is your entry card to the arena. It's your ticket to the life you so deserve and it's worth embracing. So my dear friends, let's ditch the debate on how different we are and embrace it as the priceless gift that it is and use it to the best of our ability. You've got this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ditch the Debate podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every single week. I'd love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. So head over to the episode link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you most want to hear next. This is Tanil signing off. I'll catch y'all soon.